Lord Jesus, we thank You on this day of the Ascension and we praise You for the gift of life, the gift of new beginnings, the gift of being called by You and being clothed in power and Your righteousness and Your love. So guide us today as we are equipped and, and renewed in, in that new fashion and wardrobe that You've given us by Your Spirit's power. It's in Jesus' name we praise You now and always. Amen. I invite you to be seated. I'm just curious, how many of you would consider yourself to be, uh, a, I don't know, a, a, a well-dressed person? Anybody willing to, to venture that? Um, how many of you know people who are well-dressed people or sharp dressers? Anybody? Um, I, I was thinking of that song by ZZ Top back in the day, everybody's crazy about a sharp-dressed man, right? And, you know, that, that they often say, dress for success. In fact, I've heard it said multiple times that, you know, when it comes to pursuing success in this world and in this life, that the way you dress is very important. And, and they often say, don't dress for the job that you currently have, dress for the job you want to have. And, and so what that means is following a few words of encouragement when it comes to how to dress for success. Well, I, I looked this up on the internet because I don't know a lot about this and, I learned a lot this week, and I'm just I'm excited to share my findings with you. For instance, did you know um, that on average it takes about an hour for most people to get ready in the morning, um, plus or minus a few minutes? And it kind of goes like this. Here's morning routine, 18 minutes to shower roughly, 13 minutes to pick out an outfit. It seems like a lot. Um, eight minutes to get dressed, 15 minutes to groom, and two minutes to brush your teeth. Um, very important. Takes you nearly an hour to get ready. And, and here's the thing is, contrast that with it, it, it takes that long to get ready, but only a couple seconds to make a first impression with people. And that's the whole point is that being dressed for success is about making an impression. Okay? So here you go. Three seconds can make all the difference in the world in how you make that first impression. And so here's the question. How do you truly dress for success? Well, here's where my research goes even further here. Here's a few tips uh, that uh, have, I've found. Uh, first of all, know the audience of the group of people you'll be meeting with. So, as mentioned, dress slightly above the, the code of dress for, for the occasion. For example, if you are attending what would seem to be a more relaxed occasion like a sporting event, well, don't come in a t-shirt and flip-flops. Instead, wear maybe a polo shirt or dress up uh, to uh, be maybe above a notch above what maybe would be expected. Um, keep it simple. Do not wear too many patterns that distract from you and the message you want to give. That's important to know. Um, wear something comfortable. However, I don't think that means come in flip-flops and ripped jeans. I think it means be comfortable in what you have because if you're not comfortable, that's going to show as well. Um, think about how you could use color to express yourself. Now, there's an example of that. If you are presenting, you may consider wearing red, which is widely understood to be a, a, a color that projects power and confidence. So those of you wearing red today, you look very confident and powerful, I guess, according to this, anyway. Um, make sure you are well-groomed. I think that goes without saying. Um, and remember to keep your breath fresh. And I'd like to just do a little shout-out to, to Bob Miller, who shares mints with me every week. I appreciate that. Um, keep jewelry to a minimum. Too much can distract, but the right accessories can accentuate 
and enhance your presentation. Um, and the next one is remember to wear well-kept polished shoes. Keep the stilettos, though, for special occasions and evenings out. Um, may go without saying. I, by the way, I found this interesting. Um, the Wall Street Journal gave a report on this, and they recommended um, that if you're going to spend money on your wardrobe, guys spend money on shoes and belts and watches because they make a big impression. And, and it says women spend money on handbags and shoes. Um, so interesting. And, and the, the same article said that most people... Uh, who understand this spend on average around $20,000 on their wardrobe every year. And, and that's where I stopped reading. I'm like, wow, I'm clearly not very well dressed. Um, uh-oh. Um, and then it goes on. It says, uh, remember, um, stay up to date with the latest fashion and learn about your specific body type to find out which styles flatter your shape. And finally, be sure to wear a smile. Because it lets others know that you love what you do. Now, aren't you thankful that I've shared this with all of you? You're feeling more equipped um, and maybe maybe more unequipped than ever before in how to dress for success. Because here's the deal. It is true. Impressions are made by what we wear. But what if our definition of success is off? What if we think that this world is all about making the impression? What if we think that this world and what is most important in this world is about success ranked by how much money we make or how fancy our car or how big our house is or how huge our checking account? What if we think that success is measured by what we see matters in this world? And what if all the while our focus on what really matters and how we dress for what matters or we think matters is throwing off what really matters? What if there's a whole nother realm of being dressed for success that would change our perspective today? Look at what, what happens with, with Christ. And, and it goes the way of the cross. Uh, and, and in these days that we've been celebrating since Resurrection Sunday and Easter Sunday, uh, a period of 40 days where over that period of time, Jesus appears on several occasions to his disciples. And, and lest you think it was just to a few people at a time, which it was at times, he'd appear to two on the road to Emmaus or, or the disciples in the upper room minus Thomas on one occasion the following week. Uh, Thomas is there. You, you think about that the time that Paul recounts where uh, Jesus actually appeared to over 500 people at one time. So it's not just a few people seeing Jesus, but it's many people whose lives are being transformed in the presence of a Savior who has conquered the grave and changed life as they knew it. And yet they were still in a little bit of a holding pattern. There was excitement that Jesus was alive, but there was this question of, but now what? What's next? And we see a glimpse of of their perhaps misunderstanding slightly still in, in the first chapter of Acts in our first reading today for this ascension where they say, hey, are, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And they're thinking still politically and, and power and control in this world. Jesus is nice. This is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father set. 
And really what he's getting at is there's a greater reality of what success is going to look like for the kingdom of God. It's not just for a select group of people. It is a message of transformation that's going to transform lives eternally. And not just a certain people group, but all people. And it's going to happen when power is poured on His people. They're going to have a different outfit, a different wardrobe in how they approach life. Success is going to be redefined by Jesus. And he says, I want you to wait here until you receive power from on high. You're going to be clothed with it, Luke's Gospel says. Now, I want to ask you again, how, how are you dressed today? And if it comes to the question of how we are clothed when it comes to the things of God, are we dressed for success? The promise is given. And I want to jump ahead to later when the Apostle Paul talks about what it looks like to be clothed with that power from on high. He gives us a glimpse of it when he's writing to the church in Corinth. and, and I'm sorry, in Colossians, Colossae. In Colossians chapter 3, beginning with Verse 12, this is what he says. He says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. We'll pause there. Does that define you? Are you His dearly loved people? Chosen by God? And the answer is, as baptized children of God. The answer is yes. You know why this is good news already for us? Is you know, a lot of times we walk around spiritually with clothes that are really, really dirty. We're a mess as people. And if we're honest with ourselves, we're embarrassed by what we're wearing because we, we don't even want to go out in public with our faith because we, we know who we really are. We're embarrassed by it. I'm pause there for a second and we'll come back to this. I, I think of a kid in was getting ready to go off to college and he gets there. He'd never done laundry before. He, he, had, he didn't know the, the beginnings of what that would entail. And, and he goes down to do his laundry and, and he, he has his, his bag of laundry that he'd been storing up in his closet and it was stinky, dirty laundry. And, and he gets down there and here is this, this girl that he really likes and she's in the laundry room and he's so embarrassed because of dirty underwear and everything. And, and it bears me. He just he just throws the whole bag in the washing machine, puts a few coins in and some detergent, and and and, and starts it up. And says hi and, and bye and and leaves. And you know, some an hour later, he comes back in the laundry room, and and you, you know what he found, right? He found a bag of dirty laundry, sopping wet, that never actually got cleaned because he wasn't willing to empty it out. You know, we come to God with dirty clothes. Our mind, our heart, soiled by our dirtiness of, of sin and death and brokenness in our world. And a lot of times we're too ashamed to bring it to God. And God says, no, bring it to me. I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to make you new. And I'm actually going to give you a brand new outfit to wear. And this is what Paul's pointing out is it looks different. Rather than living in despair, living in fear and, and pain and struggle or, or in the ways that affect us, in ways that we're mad at God or bitter and angry toward others, God has given us a new way to live by being robed and cleansed and, and clothed in what He gives us by His Spirit. Paul goes on to say it. Clothe yourselves then with, with compassion, kindness, Humility, 
gentleness, and patience. This is very different than what many would say is the measure of success in this world. Go in with confidence and boldness. Or as I heard once at a, uh, at a summer basketball camp, a, a pro basketball player came in and was giving this, this speech to the young people. And, and I remember just being in horror when he said, you know what, success is measured by whatever it takes to gain and get ahead in life. And, and I remember him saying this. He's like, if you have to walk over people, step on people, push people aside, do whatever it takes to be successful. And I'm like, wow, that's inspiring. Do whatever it takes. Even hurt other people to be successful. Really? Is this really what God has called us to do? God says be compassionate. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And if this sounds familiar as fruits of the Spirit, you're right. These are fruits of the Spirit. It's the result of God's love and grace and mercy having its effect on us by His Word and His presence in our lives in the Spirit and faith. God has His way, and it's a new way of living. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And a lot of us wear this burden, this garment that is so heavy. It's like walking around in the middle of the heat of summer with this just hot, hot, or hot, hot um, uh, um, jacket from the middle of winter. And, and you know what? We're walking around and we're, we're overwhelmed with just being just, ah, and, and we're uncomfortable. And, and God says, why are you carrying that bitterness and anger around like that? Rather than shedding that garment, and instead being clothed with forgiveness and grace. And the answer there is forgiving as Christ has forgiven you. You just feel that weight of that. Come on. It's a better way to live. And he goes on, he says, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues then, put, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Imagine every morning, Waking up and spending time in God's Word and saying, Lord, clothe me today with the things that really matter. Lord, may I define success in the way You define success based on how I am open and available for people around me who are in need. That my eyes and my heart would be available rather than my own agendas of trying to push through and, and, and be more successful in the eyes of the world. What if I become one who is present? One who is there, Jesus, clothed in, in your righteousness by your power and your leading to see things differently. You know, I, I was reading in that Wall Street Journal article, as I mentioned, you know, $2,000 or $20,000 a year. And that, that's expensive. I, I can't imagine. Like, what would that look like, you know, to have a wardrobe like that? And, and yet the thing is, is what God gives us is this free gift. There's this show some years ago called What Not to Wear. And it was one of my favorite shows. We just watched it because it was always fun. And, and they'd pick out a person who clearly had no sense of fashion. And coworkers would basically send their name in and say, this is a great candidate to go on the show. And they would surprise the person and say, guess what? You are, uh, you're on the show What Not to Wear, and you get a free wardrobe. And, and they would take them and they, they would teach them a, a new sense of fashion and, and, and they'd get this, this, this free gift card that they'd be able to charge and get thousands and thousands of dollars in a new wardrobe. It was fascinating just to see the transformation and, and, and to see also the transformation of joy as they would encounter this free gift. 
you know, as you encounter the free gift of what God gives today in His love and compassion, how can you not smile? One of my favorite outfits I want to show you is this one. I remember uh, trying this on. I actually never bought it, and I wish I had bought it. It's a flamingo suit, and, and it is the essence of pastoral fashion. No, it's really not, but it makes me smile to laugh of what would it be like to wear an outfit like that. And, and the reality is, and the reason I put this up there is, you know, I think a big key to all of this is sometimes we take life and we take ourselves too seriously and realize that our God has given us victory today. He's given us joy. He's given us peace. The pressure's off. He's set us loose in this world to bring people who bring happiness and joy to others in the name of Jesus. Not in the name of, of money and success and power, but no, in the name of Christ. We are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. And Jesus brings joy. And may God continue to clothe us and renew that clothing and to cleanse that clothing, that we might be witnesses in this world, clothed in His righteousness. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, You give us power. We're clothed with power from on high, and that's not power of, of control and success as the world would define it. But rather, it's success in the eyes of compassion and grace, mercy and love. Lord, may You lift the burden of all the weight of the clothing we've been wearing, all the soiled stains of our sin that often bog us down and make us ashamed. And instead, replace it today with a garment of grace that, Lord, we would wear and share and celebrate with joy as we bring that joy to others. Lord, lead us in these days, we pray, as people of the resurrection and people of your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.